Welcome to the Weight Room Wealth Podcast, where we use neuroscience, exercise science, and creative business strategy to help you condition yourself for success. If you like what you hear in this show, go to weightroomwealth.com and start learning the science of success for free with our free video masterclass. I'm your host, Sean Light. Now let's get to the show. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Weight Room Wealth Podcast. I got to give myself a little bit of credit here because over the last 20 episodes of the podcast, we have I have been talking about these new strategies and stuff that I was going to do here, uh, and I haven't been very consistent with it. Uh, however, now... We are being consistent with it. So this is going to be, I think this will be our fourth consecutive day of doing a podcast. Remember, we're going to be doing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, All of them are going to go live here on TikTok. So for everybody watching here on TikTok, thank you. Feel free to drop uh, questions in the Q&A. And I will get to them at the end of the episode. Uh, I will be doing podcasts most days of the week, uh, of the weekday, Monday through Friday. And it will be live uh, roughly around this time, around like 8.30, 8.45, 8.50 a.m. during the weekdays. It'll be live on TikTok if you want to do some, if you want to interact a little bit, have some conversations. And as it grows in popularity, we'll try to do some like live Q&A stuff. But right now, it's just like very fluid on TikTok. So uh, today's episode, we really want to dive into some science. We want to dive into uh, this. We want to dive into some sneaky neuroscience, some sneaky exercise science stuff that really can make a dramatic impact on your workday. You know, I posted on TikTok yesterday, I I talked a little bit about how with most entrepreneurs, business owners, high achievers, most of them, what they're looking to accomplish uh, is is find these marketing strategies that can get them to the next level. But if you've you've been in the game long enough, you realize that the things that really matter are the little things in business. It's the little things like, uh, like, how do you feel every day when you wake up in the morning? You know, Two days ago, I actually I, I gave my grandma a call and uh, we were having a conversation. She was like, you know, how's work going and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, I don't actually really know what it is that you do. So I'm like trying to explain to my grandma what it is that my business is all about. So I start saying like, listen, we, you know, we use neuroscience and exercise science to help people focus and have more energy and build their business. And she's like, okay, like, I think I have an idea there. And I said, look, like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you, you sit down to do your work uh, and you just don't feel like it. She's like, yes. I said, that's the problem that we solve. And we use science to make sure that we can accomplish that for the people that we work with. Uh, Because what our, our contention is that, if you sit down every day and you can be, you can get focused, you can get into flow state, uh, and you can and you can have a ton of energy to pour into your work. And then we can do some really cool things neurologically uh, to program you for success, to help you come up with more ideas, access your creativity, which is all possible in the realm of science, neuroscience, exercise science. Uh, then we can really help you build your business because those are the things that really matter. Those are the things that move the needle in business, and that's what we want to we want to help you with. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I wanted to give you th- I'm going to give you three real options that you can use to to take into your world and start using them for recovery, some energy, all that stuff. 
So uh, as a lot of you know, I was the former strength and conditioning coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. I was also a strength and conditioning coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, And what was interesting was every year working for the Diamondbacks, I would, every year when I was working for the Diamondbacks, when we would first come out of spring training, now I was working in the minor leagues here, okay? It's just for transparency purposes. So when we would come out of spring training, the first I would say the first like three to four, three to six weeks, you know, the pitchers are really just getting their legs under them and, and spring training can be, can be, can be tough. It's usually, it's the hardest, hardest work that they're going to do all season in terms of like intensity, right? Like every day they're running every day they're, you know, there's workouts and they get up early. It's, it's the highest intensity that they're going to go through throughout the entire season. A lot of them also don't necessarily come to camp, come to spring training in awesome shape. So a lot of times it's like ramping them up and just getting them into shape. So they've kind of getting, they've kind of gotten beaten down during spring training. So the first four-ish weeks of the season, they're really just getting their legs under, they're getting their endurance, their arms starting to feel better. They got to build up all that strength and to, to go deep into the games. And a starting pitcher in baseball, the the goal is to get them to be about seven innings. That's kind of how I saw it was we want to get them to seven innings every day. So as the strength and conditioning coach, like we want to get their endurance levels up to that, up to that number. So we would work, we would work, we would work, try to get them there. But every year in the beginning, like there was always that period where they were going four, five, you know, six innings sometimes, but it was always usually, I think five was probably the average early on. And every year, like clockwork, the the pitching coach would come into my office and he would be rattled. And he would be talking about like, these guys aren't going long enough. You know, we're in trouble. And like, you know, of course, that he's he's got some people breathing down his neck. His job's on the line when, when it's not going you know, when the pitchers aren't going long enough. So, you know, he comes to the conditioning coach and he says, like, look, like these guys, when I was pitching, like we would, uh, they would, we would run 10 miles after we would pitch. And he's like, these guys need to work harder. They need to run longer. They need to do boom, boom, boom. And he'd go through the process like that. And every year I would sit there and I would eat this conversation because I knew, of course, I have the, I have the science, I have the metrics, I have their data, like I have their uh, sports science data like in my system. So I can see like what their heart rate's at, the resting heart rate, the heart rate variability. I can see all sorts of metrics, their perceived rate of exhaustion, et cetera. And I could do this every single day. Uh, so I knew where it was at. And, uh, you know, I would always yes him to death and say, like, okay, like, yep, I got you. And then he would leave. And then what I would do is I would use science to make the difference. Because what the pitching coach didn't know about science, he didn't know that... There's three different types of energy systems that exist inside of the body. And the one that we needed to focus on for this particular issue was the aerobic energy system. And what the aerobic energy system does is it has two main functions. It's going to allow you to produce long sustaining energy in anything over 60 seconds. And it's going to allow you to recover in between bouts of exertion, right? So a pitcher, they're on the mound, you know, they go through their windup, they pitch, you know, 10 seconds, not even five seconds of exertion. They catch the ball and there's, you know, 30 seconds in between pitches or so, right? So in that 30 seconds, the aerobic energy system is tasked with like refueling them, getting them back up to 100, uh, and then they and then they can go again. If the if the aerobic energy system's working really well, they'll be able to refuel higher and longer into the game. So we knew that if we could to, to if we could to, 
if we could develop that, we would be able to push them further into the game. So we knew that we needed to do that, right? And we also knew that what it was going to do is going to give you long sustaining energy and we could actually increase the amount of blood that your heart can hold and we can actually increase the amount of blood that your heart can pump on any given beat. So when we would program these things into our training program, they would immediately start going in like the next round and in the next rotation, they would start going uh, six, seven, eight innings. Nine was always tough. That was a complete game was rare, but you'd start seeing guys go seven seven, eight, six innings, like immediately in the next rotation. Uh, and then they would come back in and we would talk about, you know, like, oh, we got them. And, you know, they they would think that the pitching coach would always think that they're – the pitching coach would always think that the that the, they were out there running and, you know, all that stuff. And I knew that they I knew that they weren't necessarily doing what we wanted what – what he wanted them to do. But we were getting the job done nonetheless. So the the contention that I want to uh, – that I want to – communicate to you here is that in professional sports what really wins in terms of training in terms of performance is recovery a lot of people have this perception of the strength and conditioning programs that exist at the professional level in, in, in the NBA, MLB, uh, in, NFL, and it's significantly different than anything that you expect uh, and was this dude you were live on your podcast that I saw TikTok yesterday? That's right. Hey, that's right. I actually recognize you from the comments here. So I'm just checking out my TikTok here for those listening. Uh, off in the woods. Appreciate you being here. Uh, <laughs> okay, whatever. So I'm gonna I'm jump back into this. So in in professional sports, recovery is the thing that really matters uh, in training and. There's a variety of reasons why, but the first thing that I want to point your attention to is that these athletes are the best in the world. I'm going to use Brandon Ingram as an example. So when I worked for the Lakers, we had Brandon Ingram as our coach, and or not as our coach, as, as our rookie. Uh, and he came in, and he's like six nine. He can run like the he can run like a deer. He jumps through the roof. He's an incredible athlete. Now, not only is he a really good athlete, but he's like pushing the threshold of the of what a human being is actually capable of. So it's a bit unreasonable to think that somebody can take one of the best athletes on the planet and make them significantly better. It just doesn't make sense in terms of, you know, you have to you have to be so fine, you have to be there's there's so much effort that goes into making a very small difference in his athleticism just because there's such little room for improvement. So as the strength and conditioning coach, as the performance coach, we need to find a way to get the most amount of performance gain from these guys uh, that we can possibly do. And the way that you do that, the biggest room for improvement uh, for these for these athletes is to get them to allow them to be at their best every single day. I'm not going to take his, his vertical leap from 48 to 50 inches, but what I can do is I can get him to be at his best every single day. So instead of getting really tired after the first few games in the season, I can keep his body refueling itself and keep you as close to 100% even after six months of the season, even after grueling road trips because we've conditioned his body to recover really well. And there's a lot of ways that you can recover the body uh, 
that you probably didn't think of. Now, for the entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast, I want to draw, I want to connect the dots for you because this is incredible. It's incredibly important for you to for you to understand what we're doing here. As an entrepreneur, think about this. In baseball, I had to work with I had to work with athletes who would play games every single day. Uh, they would be long. They would they would we would get to the park at like 11 a.m. They wouldn't leave till about 11 p.m. midnight. We'd go on road trips. We'd be all over the place. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in a baseball season. But it's my job to ensure to make sure that these guys feel healthy, energized strong and ready to perform at the highest level every single night when the lights come on and it's time to play the game. It's night after night. We can't afford bad nights. These guys are getting paid a ton of money to play baseball, to play basketball, and it is my job to make sure that that asset is performing at the highest level. That's why I'm that's why I, I exist inside of the organization. Now, you take that and bring it over to business, and all of a sudden, you have an incredible parallel because as an entrepreneur, what do you need? You need to wake up every single day energized, ready to go, strong, and able to perform at the highest level every single day. You need, it to, do, you need to be able to do it on weekends. You need to be able to do it on holidays. You need to be able to do it from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m., right? You don't just work 9 to 5. You need to have that long, sustaining energy that exists inside of, in, that exists inside of the body. Now, if you follow the advice of the pitching coach and say, I'm going to run, I'm going to work out longer, harder, I'm going to join CrossFit because it's the most savage workout program out there. Well, I got news for you. You are training something completely different. You are no longer training the aerobic energy system. You are going into completely different territory and actually training yourself to have less energy throughout the day. So you have to be very scientific, very calculated, and you really have to understand how the body works in order to produce this level of energy. And this is something that only the professional athletes had access to until now, because this is what my company has been built to do. We're taking that sports science and we're taking that uh, exercise science and we're bringing it to entrepreneurs so that every day, just like I told my grandma, when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like working, that's the problem that we need to solve. Because if you're a level 10 energy every day, if you feel great every day, if you're ready to perform every day, think about what you can pour into your business. Think about what you can, think about the creativity, the energy. What would change about your business if you were able to take all of that energy every day and pour it into every interaction? Every sales pitch, every creative strategy session, any interaction with a client, a customer, a coworker, a prospective client. What would change if you could take that energy and bring it into a podcast or to the content that you created? Uh, we've, we all know what it feels like to have that energy, but we don't necessarily know how to repeat it every single day. And that's what we did in the NBA. It's what we did in professional baseball. And that's what we do now for entrepreneurs. So what I want to show you here today, we're going to finish this up. I'm going to give you three tips or not tips. I'm going to give you three actionable things that you can do today to build your recovery levels so that when you go to sleep tonight, let's say you work a long day today as an entrepreneur does, right? Let's say you work a long day and you're exhausted at the end of the day. Well, we want to, if you stop working at seven, we want to take all that time from seven to whenever you wake up in the morning to recharge the batteries. And we need to build a system so that you can really do that at a high level. All right. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can do that today. The first way is a technology called binaural beats. Binaural 
Beats. And what that is, is you put headphones into your ears and you listen to some music. Uh, and the music sounds like meditation music. It sounds very normal. Okay. You, you, you will never notice the difference. But each ear has a di- is playing a different frequency. Okay. And you, you choose the frequency in each ear based on the brainwave state that you want your brain to be in. Do you want it to be focused? Do you want it to be creative? Do you want it to be sleepy? Uh, There's different brainwave states that your body and your brain go through throughout the day. And focus, creativity, recovery, all of those things have a respective state inside of the brain. So when you tune the binaural beats properly, you can automatically sync your brain to the frequency that you want. So you listen to this music for like 30 minutes. You just sit down and you relax and you just let it go and just try to, you know, try not to think about anything. They don't have to meditate, but just, just let the music do what it does. You can actually tune your brain down to the recovery frequency. So let's say after work, you sit down for 30 minutes and you just relax, listen to this music, right? When you do that, your brain will enter that recovery mode instead of taking five hours to get there or waiting for you to sleep. You'll get an additional you know, three, four, five, six hours before you sleep of recovery that you would not have had when... Uh, if you if you if you just like sat down and watched Netflix, right? So if you do that, you'll get additional recovery. Not only that, but it'll increase the quality in which you sleep. So your sleep, which is really a superpower of human beings, will be able to be elevated as well, having listened to simply binaural beats. Now you might think that the technology is expensive, but it's not. Uh, you can actually you can actually get the tech. Uh, on you can get the binaural beats on Apple Music, Spotify, and it's actually on YouTube. Although I don't know necessarily how good the YouTube quality would be, uh, but Apple Music and Spotify is awesome, right? Every single morning, every single morning, I spend anywhere from thirty to fifty minutes listening to binaural beats. I use it as part of my meditation, uh, and I measure on my Apple Watch my stress levels and my energy levels, and. Every single time, about 45 minutes after I listen to the, the binaural beats, my energy levels, my energy levels spike and my, and my, my stress levels drop. Uh, and it's, it is so clearly because of this technology uh, that it is simply impossible to avoid. So binaural beats, check those out. Second thing I want to point your attention to is the power of walking. When the pitching coach would make would go crazy on me for the pitchers not pitching long enough into the game, what we would have them do is we would have them go into the weight room, go onto the treadmill, we'd do about 3.5 miles an hour inclined walk, max, pretty much a max incline on the walk. We would strap them up with a heart rate monitor. And we would, we would make them walk until they got to 130 beats per minute. And once they got that, we wanted to keep them in the range of 130 and 150 beats per minute. And we would time them for 30 minutes inside of that zone. If they're able to keep, if they're able to keep their heart rate in that zone for though for that 30 minutes, what we'll what we're doing is we're stretching the heart, the ventricles of the heart, so that it can now hold more blood. Uh, and when it holds more blood, it holds more re- uh, resources, oxygen, fuel that can eventually get out to the muscles. Uh, the heart rate's incredibly important there. The uh, the time is incredibly important there. You want to go for about 30 to 90 minutes. But I'll do this once or twice a week. I only lift 
twice a week really and then the other days are largely recovery because I work I work from 5:30 in the morning to around 7 o'clock at night and I need a lot of recovery so that I can feel good. You know, yesterday I was gassed, completely gassed when I came home and now I'm able to come on here record this podcast. I've been working for I'm working for almost four hours now, uh, and I have a ton of energy for those watching. You, you can obviously see it. Like, I'm ready to go, and it's because of the recovery that I go through every single day because, again, like you understand the way the body works. You can really manipulate it and do some cool stuff. The last thing I want to point your attention to is I want, to, I want you to start trying to build your carbon dioxide resistance levels, your CO2 resistance levels. So do something with me here. I want you to take a big, deep breath in. <clears throat> and now out. Comfortable exhale. All right. And you don't have to ex- exhale for long. But when you exhale, pause. And see how long you can hold your breath before you have to inhale again. Now, depending on where you are and how what's going on in your world right now, uh, you'll probably only get somewhere between 12 and... You know, maybe on the high end, 25, 30 seconds. And when you start feeling the need to inhale again, that is not the need for oxygen. That is your body becoming agitated by the increasing level of CO2 inside of the body. Very simply put, if you have a low CO2 resistance level, your body is more stressed out. It is in fight or flight. It is sympathetic nervous system. If your body has a high level of resist CO2 resistance, your body will be let will be more relaxed, will be less agitated, will be parasympathetically oriented. Okay. If you right, if when you wake up in the morning, your ability to delay after that exhale before the inhale will be longer. That's in, that's indicative of your CO2 resistance levels. So what you can do. When you finish working for the day, when you want to recover, if you feel extremely agitated, this actually works really well for people who are hyperventilating or people who are having a panic attack. This will instantly, physiologically, downregulate your system into a more relaxed state. And all you have to do is get your breath, exhale comfortably, and pause. Go as long as you can, inhale again, get your breath back, and then go again. And keep pushing that out further and further. Now, of course, you don't want to pass out during this. You don't want to do this while driving your car. You don't want to be doing this while operating heavy machinery. I don't know people that operate heavy machinery now, but I'm sure they're out there. But if you do this, the, the longer you push it out, if you the longer you push it out, you get to like 40 seconds, 50 seconds. Uh, and if you do like a Wim Hof breathing session, you get to like two minutes and three minutes. Your CO2 level resistance levels go higher, which brings your stress levels lower. Uh, and these are this is really easy to do. You could just do it literally right now while listening to this podcast. I did it last night as, as well because uh, I was I was I was gassed after the day. I ran a mile yesterday as hard as I possibly could, and it really took it really took me down. And I needed to make sure that I recovered extremely well so that I could deliver when I came onto the podcast and TikTok Live for you all today. So those are the three things that you can do today to increase your recovery, so that when you wake up tomorrow, you feel as energized, uh, as strong, as fresh, and ready to perform at the highest level that you possibly can uh, 
which is what you need to do. So give it a shot tonight. See how you feel tomorrow when you wake up. See if you feel fresh. See if you feel energized. See if you feel ready to go. This is the technology. This is the science that we used in the NBA to get those guys feeling great every single day. They got to go up against LeBron James tomorrow, right? You don't have to go up against LeBron James, but you have to go up against yourself. One of my favorite quotes is we treat the body rigorously so it does not disobey the mind. The mind knows you have to do the work, but when your body doesn't feel like it, it will disobey the mind and will push you to be procrastinate, to procrastinate, to be fearful, to be doubtful, and we want to avoid that at all costs. Thanks so much for listening uh, to this episode of the Weight Room Wealth Podcast. Actually pretty stoked here. We got a couple of responses here in TikTok. We got a we got a legitimate one and then one that's asking, how do you feel about car parts being installed on humans at the hospital? That is not, I don't even know if they're doing that. That sounds ridiculous to me, but uh, who knows what they're doing these days. And then off in the woods, dude, you are live on your podcast uh, that I saw on TikTok yesterday. There it is. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Weight Room Wealth Podcast. Uh, and we will be back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Weight Room Wealth Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Weight Room Wealth Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into the science of achievement, head on over to weightroomwealth.com and get started for free. Don't forget to drop us a rating and subscribe so we can continue to bring you amazing guests and help more people. I'm Sean Light, and I will see you in the next episode.